Keith Mills, how are you, my friend? How you doing, Gwalter? Very good, very good. So this has been a long time coming. Uh, you've been working with Paul Fink. You've been coaching me for a long time, and I've been dying to get you a uh, one-on-one interview. Uh, you've been really busy, which is good. A little what bit. have you been up to? <laughs> so, yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, it's just uh, been busy. I'm happy to be here. So happy to be able to share information with all of, all of your network. So, which is really what I'm looking for. And, you know, I love being able to help people uh, get to that next level. So no question about it. So enjoy it. This is going to be a good time. This is exactly the time for exactly what you're working on. You're not just a contractor. You're not just a real estate investor. You're not just a marketer. You're not just a a personal development coach. You're uh, definitely, I mean, an inspiration, right? What you've done in your business and other other people's businesses has changed them a lot. I do want to learn a little bit more about uh, your current business, what you're doing, but I know you're also a hell of a marketer. So later on, we'll probably talk a, a little bit about that as well. But Sweet. let's do it. How did you get into real estate investing in the first place? Like what did you do before? And then how did you, you know, get into real estate? Yeah, what I did before, so was I was a contractor. So I was working for somebody else in their building company, building custom homes. And whenever you start building custom homes, it's not a, you know, it's, it's not a four week flip is what it comes down to. So you're talking, you're working with them for a year, sometimes longer than that. Um, on that side of things. So what would end up happening is as we're working through things, I'll be finding out what they did to go ahead and earn the money they had to go ahead and build the houses they were building. And right. All kinds of different things from people being entrepreneurs to people working for executives for companies, so, you know, it, all kinds of different, but the one thing they all had in common, they all own rental real estate. No so way. That's what it came down to. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, what the heck is going on with this? Um, nope. So that was the one piece that I'm like, all right, I got to see what this is. So literally went out, you know, got in, you know, how the universe works. But you start looking at this kind of stuff, went out and bought a book. So it's where a lot of stuff starts for me. So went out and got um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki. Nice. And read that. And I was like, poof, mind blown. I'm like, all right, I got to find out more about this. And his funnel at that time. So it was, he sent you tickets to um, a preview event. So it was what it was. There's a preview event in Orlando. Went to that. So I was like, oh, I took my, um, actually a guy that I was working with. So as in the same company that I was, who wanted to get into real estate investing, it's my ex-brother-in-law. Um, yep. Took him, we both went, we're like, this is cool. You know, this is awesome. You know, and they sold uh, tickets to a three-day event. So that's yep. what they sold. So we got the ticket to the three-day event. We're like, this is really awesome. And some home study stuff. So went to that. From there, invested in ourselves and got into a coaching program for real estate at that point. Uh, and that's really where it all started. That was what it came down to. And to me, it's, it's been that I'm so happy. So it's like one of those things. I was so happy. I read that book. Um, and I was, the funny thing is I was never really a reader in school or anything like that. Um, yeah. And it just so happened that it's like, all right, well, this is what I, I found whenever I started looking around. So, and okay. since that point, which was, that was 2007. So since 2007, it's like, poof, it's like, I read all the time now. And it's, you know, and I know you subscribe to this piece. So your education starts whenever you leave high school. So or college, depending on where, what route people took. So, cause what you learn from there and implement is what determines whether you're successful or not. I love it. You were never a reader, but now you're, you're an avid reader. In fact, I get a lot of my books from you and you're always posting the new book you're reading and what you're into. What are you reading right now? Where, where has this journey taken you? I know we were talking about a whole bunch of books before we even logged in. Yeah. So no, there's, there's multiple books. So we've got the, the latest one, Traffic Secrets from Russell Brunson. So that's, uh, have you read these two yet? Of course. So <laughs> I'm actually, so, look at Walter attempting the one up Dope. here. So here's the trilogy set that the Traffic Secrets comes out of. Got you. So, that I just got. Um, yep. Plus there's an extra bonus book in there. So that's an Unlock, book. which I don't have. Uh, yeah, so. the only way to get that is to get the trilogy. 
So. <laughs> That's how they get you, man. That's exact. There's always a bonus. You want more information, you're going to have to buy some information first. That's exactly <laughs> it. And then we give you that. The real key in the secret is what it comes down to. I and then that book is actually called Unlock the Secrets, which is the extra piece that's in there, which is there. Of course. So they've given us uh, .com secrets, ex expert secrets. What is, what is a real estate investor doing reading marketing books? What, you're a contractor. <laughs> right? You're a contractor. You're a real estate investor. Yeah, and, and it's funny. I get asked that question. They're like, what the heck do you need this stuff for? Like, what do you need a funnel for? Right. So in your business. I mean, seriously, what are you going to do with that stuff? So and I've been asked that so many times by so many, including people who are some of my mentors. They're like, well, what do you need any of this stuff for? I mean, it makes sense for an information marketer. So, right. you know, a real estate educator and stuff like that. Got it. The thing is marketing for any business, marketing is what it's about. If you're not bringing more people in, in different ways, so I'm getting in front of them, your business is, is if it's relying on one thing, like my business was reliant on referrals which I did really, really well. Cause I do my, I, I, I get a great product, put out a great product. People are happy with it. They refer their friends, which is what I'm looking for. The thing that I always look for is, all right, well, what happens if God forbid, so that slows down or dries up. So right. what happens then? Right. And that's really what got my mind open. It's like, all right, I need to start figuring this piece out. So for how I can go ahead and create this. I mean, I do being a real estate investor is a great thing for, for applying into being a contractor. Cause there's so much marketing. Yeah. I mean, like I actually still use bandit signs. For no way. my own business. So for my contracting business, I mean, every project I do, there's yep. a sign out front. And okay. that's, people ask me all the time, they're like, do those things actually work? Well, you know, only for the first four months of this year. So I've already done $600,000 in construction from those signs. But do no they way. work? Only, only every time I use them ever, yeah. always. Yes, exactly. 100% of the time. So you get so many <laughs> and it's And it, that's the piece that, you know, even those basic pieces is what it comes down to. Yeah. You know, and even the things that I did learn as a real estate investor that I still apply now, you know, mailing campaigns. So follow yep. up email sequences. So all of those pieces are key to nurturing what is a prospective client, especially like if you've got someone who's in a short buying cycle, like right, right now they're looking for hand sanitizer because of what's going on. Right. right. So I need hand sanitizer. Right? Well, that's an easy one. So they're going to go ahead and grab onto that as yep. a, you know, one direct push. So because they've got a need. Whenever you're talking about going ahead and doing my, my main renovations where I focus on down here, so is between um, the $100,000 and the $500,000 renovation market. So they're right. big renovations typically is what it yep. comes down to. There's a nurturing cycle that goes into that. Yeah. And I, I've seen some of your pictures that you post. So I'm just like, man, who has a bathroom like that? Like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> like the kitchens and the bathroom is like, holy crap. Like these are amazing. But where do you find right. these people? <laughs> in Florida. And that's really what it, that's, that's becomes the key for people. So yep. how do you get in front of, and it's the part that we always talk about. And I know you and I have talked about this so many times. How do you get in front of your avatar, your key yep. customer, the person who you want to do business with? Yeah. And that's the thing, because there's too many people that will take whatever comes through the door. And I did the same thing when I started. You know, you yep. take whatever's coming through the door just to get it moving. So right. as far as that part goes. Now the nice part about it is I get to choose who I work with, which is yeah. a lot more fun. Uh, yeah. So the projects we take on are the ones I want to do. They're the projects that you have a passion for. And you, right. you like to put out a great quality product. Right. How did you get from doing, you know, whatever it took to whatever, whoever came by, to really niching down and, and targeting a, a market that you really knew you would enjoy. How did you know that you'd enjoy these large renovations? I mean, a lot of people won't, right? How did you know that you could handle that stress of working with a high-end client and every all the different changes they want to make and the, the high-end products you're using? You know, you make a mistake, that product is now garbage. You got to go over again. Wait, how did you handle all the pressure and what, what was that decision that you made? 
you know, for me, what, whenever I was building houses and whenever I went to that first event that I was talking about, I was building custom homes at that point. I liked the relationship side of things. So, and these are typically more relationship driven yeah. than somebody who's price driven. So it's, th there's three main things. So with any business that a consumer can make a decision on, they can make it on price, they can make it on quality, or they can make it on customer service. Any business can only have two. No there's no way you can handle all three of those and effectively hit it. So it yep. doesn't, so you choose the two out of the three that you want. <laughs> so for me, I chose, I, I, price is not the thing. So I, it's all about quality and customer service is what That's it's right. about. So, and yep. I provide that at a level that no one else does. So, and it's, yeah. And, you know, one of the funny things, whenever I was going through, after I got out of high school, I went to college for a couple of years. So I decided the college thing wasn't for me. So I went out and got a job. Yeah. Um, and my mom was, I bounced, it would be every one to three years I got a new job. And the challenge for me always was I got bored. I got good at it. I excelled. I got to the level that I wanted to be at. And it's like, yeah, all right. I got to find a new challenge is what it comes On down to. next. Yep. My mom would always come to me and she's like, you need to stop doing this. Because in her, in her reality, the challenge was you go to work for a company and you stay at that company forever until right. you retire. They give you your watch, your retirement package, and you're good to go. She's like, you wanted the, she wanted you to have the rolly. That's that's it. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's what she, hold on. She didn't get the rolly either. So who? No. <laughs> Very few do. That's exactly it. Uh, so that was her. And th there's nothing wrong with that. Cause I mean, my mom was a single mom. So I grew up, she had to take care of myself and my brother is what I came down to. So she did what she had to do. And I understand security to her was extremely important. Right. So I understand why she did what she did. So right. I get that. And that's one of the great things, the personal development journey, like you talk about, there's so many things. There's nothing wrong with anybody's journey. It's their journey and their choice based on what they know at that time. So they right. make the best decision they can with the information they've got. Yeah. That book of, of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and then getting in all the trainings that I've done since that point, well, you can see. So yeah. just a few events <laughs> as far as that goes. Um, no, no, I know that's just a few of what you've been yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah. Those, that, This is probably la the last year. So yeah. is what it really comes down to. Um, and whenever I got started on that journey, it just opens your mind up so much and being open brings opportunity. Right. What ends up happening. So you went from being a, a normal you know, person who just realized they're not really great at school. Then you, you start doing contracting, custom built homes, you get to that high level. Where, where did you change and pivot in real estate investing? So you, you jumped into some rentals, right? At some point, do you still carry rentals or what have you shifted your, your investment strategy towards? At this point, for those pieces, with, yep. and I'm a big proponent in watching what's going on in the market. So yep. I'm seeing what's going to happen. So I've actually changed on that side of things. And right now I'm flipping everything that I've got. So yeah. because I'm stockpiling, because stockpiling cash, because there's a huge opportunity coming. Is yep. what it come, and I'm, I want to be ready for that whenever that happens. So that's what I've been doing. So anything that I bring in now, so it's either wholesale, fix and flipped. So lease option and let someone else take over the payments on it and everything. So those are the things that I do at this point so right. with my real estate investing, just because I don't want to be caught holding it. Because I, I mean, with everything that's going on right now, yeah. how do you pump the amount of money that you're pumping into the economy? So, yep. and not have a challenge show up at some point. That yeah. bill is coming due. Someone's yep. got to pay it. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You're, and you're right. And we, we think that they push the data out a little bit with all the quantitative easing, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody's getting these $1,200 checks. I wasn't yeah. smart enough to claim a lower dollar amount last year, so I won't be getting one of those. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, right. as soon as they put it out and they said there's a limit, I'm like, no, they want that. Well, if I get that one. <laughs> I think it's like $75,000. I looked at Ron and he was like, see, I told you to claim less. I told you not to take all that income. 
Damn it. <laughs> have sold those damn properties. <laughs> well, well, we should have 1031, like just hold <laughs> off. <laughs> so are you doing any 1031s or you're just, you're just paying the taxes right up front? You're just keeping the flips that fast? Because right now, yep. the challenge that, that I've seen and the challenge that a lot of the investors that I also work with and coach is having, especially the one you're 1031 and up into something different. Yeah, the opportunities aren't there right now because the market caps are so out of whack because everyone's been buying up everything yeah. um, and everything that was reasonable or made sense. They've gone ahead and, and purchased. Now, it doesn't mean that those opportunities still don't come out because there's always opportunities no matter Absolutely. what. So they're Absolutely. just, you have to spend more time marketing and going after the opportunity. And with everything that's happened right now, there's going to be a huge shift in that market too. There's Absolutely. no question. Like as far as, or at least the way I see it. With apartment buildings, I think that's going to be more stable still. And actually, it'll be, I think it's going to be mirror what happened in um, 2007, 2008. Because you're going to have a lot of people that no matter what they're giving for the, no matter how many $1,200 checks they're pumping out in the economy right now, yeah. there's going to be people, unfortunately, they're going to end up losing wherever they're living right now. And they're going to need someplace to live. Right. It's just the way. It goes. And that happens all the time, whether there's a challenge like this going on or not anyways. So that's just right. life for some people. So that'll still carry on. What I see coming up different because of all of this quarantining and everybody staying home and working from home, yep. we've now shown companies that you can actually do this. So all the things that we know that we've yeah. been doing for years, <laughs> uh, that we can go ahead and make this happen. They're like, yep. oh, we can actually do this too. Yeah. And they got forced into it. Whereas before they might've been thinking, you know, it would be a nice idea to be able to let our employees work from home and still be effective. They didn't have a choice now. So that whole process got pushed forward. Sped up. Yep. And it's going to change the whole commercial market as far as office space goes. Totally. So uh, retail, unfortunately, we're going to see, I think we're going to see a glut of real estate or retail properties out on the market on that side of things too. Um, just because you've got so many businesses that just aren't going to make it through this. So it's, yeah. it's what happens whenever you have a challenging time like this. So you find out who yeah. knows what they're doing and can deliver a good product. So yeah. unfortunately, other people are unable to make that happen. Yeah, we, we see office space and retail space. We were talking about this, uh, me and Ron, office space and retail space having a hard time in the future. Right. And we're looking at how do you convert those to multifamily, right? Because multifamily, we know everybody right. wants it. It's an easy practice to buy and you know tenants are going to be there. But how do we take the tougher products that people aren't going to want, but still have enough meat in the bone to go and convert them over? Right. And you know, how is that possible? We don't see the numbers working yet. Right. But at some point. Not working yet. They may twist over. They may, they, especially in the major cities. We know Boston's already doing it with their office space. Boston's doing it with their warehouse space. Yeah. Uh, so it may shift over um, eventually mm -hmm. to, to organize the market and get it back to where it belongs. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're looking forward to that. And I, we agree with you, man. We, we're holding 23 condos right now. And we just decided it might be time to let some of those go. And right. by some of those, we mean every single one of them is for sale. Because <laughs> as long as the price is right, the flight's tonight, baby. <laughs> as long as the price is right, the flight's tonight. <laughs> I love it. So, Keith, you've, uh, you've started uh, teaching contractors. You started a, a coaching program. You started uh, helping people develop a little bit more of their business, kind of like what you've done. Mm -hmm. You mind uh, tell me a little bit more about that and how we can get involved in something like that? Yeah. And that's a, one of the big things that I always look to do, obviously, as you know, so is being able to coach and help entrepreneurs is one of the things that I love. So I started out um, whenever I was young, I used to play baseball. Yeah. And whenever I got a little bit older, so into my teen years, I started coaching the younger leagues thinking that, Hey, this is what I, I you know, it's because it's baseball and I love baseball. This is why I love doing it. Well, and actually I ended up since you referenced Paul earlier. So started, I went to an event and actually had a conversation with Paul at lunch one day. So myself and my fiance, so we were sitting there talking and he literally let me coach. No, almost the whole lunch because it was one of those it was a lunch where 
you and anyone else who signed up for lunch go to lunch and you get to talk to the coach and the coach works with you while you're sitting at lunch. That was awesome. Well, he let me run the whole coaching. So for, cause there's only one other person. So, oh, and this is, I got to tell this part of the story too. For all of you who think it has to show up in a certain way for it to work, this is the perfect example of accept how it shows up and move forward with it. Cause whenever I signed up for this, Alice and I were the only two so who were signed up for Paul. And I'm like, I was like stoked because I'd met Paul before. And I'm like, we got a one-on-one. We got all lunch. We're ready to go. So I was so stoked. And we go back at lunchtime whenever they broke for lunch and went back. And he's standing there talking to another guy. I'm like, what happened? So, so someone else came back in the interim and signed up to go with us to lunch too. And I'm <laughs> walking. We had to go outside of the hotel. We're walking over to the restaurant. I'm looking at Alice. I'm like, we had a one-on-one. She's like, you're still going to get time. Don't worry. It's you and one other person. I'm probably not going to talk much because I'm not in the entrepreneurial space yet. I'm just, you know, figuring this thing out. She's like, so don't worry. You can take my time. So I'm like, thanks, baby. But, you know, I got it. So we get there and that's what I went first because imagine that I want to talk. Um, right. <laughs> never figured out even from this interview. <laughs> nope. You're like, oh, I'm going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we sat down and he said, so who wants to go? And yeah, I was all on it. Yeah. <laughs> So I talked about what I wanted to go ahead and do on the real estate investing side. So, and then he's like, well, and he asked, Ashley was the gentleman's name that was sitting with us. And he asked Ashley, he's like, Ashley, you know, what do you want to go ahead and do? So what are you looking to do right now? What's your biggest need? And he was, um, he's a wholesaler. So, and he needed to create $60,000 in 30 days is what he had to do. Wow. So well, obviously you can do that as a wholesaler. I said, depending on the deals that you can go ahead and market and find, you're going to have to be hustling to make that happen. I said, but adding on top of that, and we went into, I went into essentially the whole coaching and information marketing side of things and started explaining all of that. And Paul just sat there and I looked over at one point. I'm like, do you need to add anything? He's like, no, you're good. Just keep on going. Man. I said, I'll jump in whenever right. I need to jump in. So I'm like, all right. So we, after lunch, so we walked back to the hotel and I talked to him the whole time. And Alice is trailing me with Paul. Well, and he looked at her and he's like, he is this far. So from being a really good coach, he needs some fine tuning and tweaking and things like that. So, of course, she came and told me, which I know was part of his goal at the same time, too. So it was of course. Now myself. you know how he operates. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. And I'm okay with that. So, because it got me right. Yep, <laughs> it works. It got you here. He did it. Um, so she went ahead and she comes to me and tells me the story. And I'm like, oh, really? So and that's whenever the epiphany went off. It's not, it wasn't about baseball at that time. It's about how I can help people. And that's the thing that I actually enjoyed. So, yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I still do that now to this day. Because there's so many people who are like, well, why are you even coaching? Right. So, because you've got so many darn things going on right now. So, and there's, and it's because I actually love what I do. So, yeah. Because whenever I get to do this, so it keeps my game sharp. That's one thing I'll tell everybody. Whatever you do, coach somebody else in what you're doing. It yep. makes your game, it, it create your game stays sharp. And what it does for me a lot of times is it'll reinforce the foundational pieces. And those are the pieces that, as unfortunately, as we all start getting more and more successful, we all think that we know everything in the world. We don't have to do the foundational stuff anymore. Yep foundational stuff is what got us there <laughs> uh, so that it serves as a great reminder on the foundational side of things and that's one of the reasons why i still do this to this day and will continue to do this so and it, i'll tell you what i can have the worst day on the construction business where everything happened and you know it was just one of those days where you're like why the hell do i do this so yeah. that's what it comes down to had a few of those days yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> anybody who's been around for any length of time has had at least a couple and nope. uh so, and you have those days and I get on a coaching call and it changes everything. So it changes yeah. the whole mindset that I've got going on, my whole perspective. So, and then I'm able to actually focus better when I'm off of those calls on what I really want to be doing. Right. So that's the key for all of you is a coach, find somebody to coach and you don't need to know a boatload more than everybody else. You need to know 1% more than the person you're coaching. Yep. 
if you know that much more, you're always, as long as you're continuing your growth pattern, you will always know more than they know and be able to help them on their path. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's the journey of the hundred millionaires, right? Like we, exactly. we're millionaires coaching future millionaires who will then coach future millionaires. And we just keep, keep producing that and building it up. And then, and like you said, that like what you're doing Walter, with that piece with the building the hundred millionaires, yep. it's the ultimate give back. So, yep. because you're helping that many people take that step up to their, their dream. So that's right. awesome. I mean, the huge, you know, Hey, I got it from you, man. <laughs> we, were the, we were sitting in the Maverick Mastermind and it was all coming around. I was like, how do I do it? How do I do it? How do I? And it just, it came out that build a hundred millionaires that solves all the problems that you have. There you go. And especially because I know how much you want to do that in your area up in Falls River. Yeah. So to be able to go ahead and make that happen, you know, that'll change that whole landscape at the same time too, which is exactly. awesome. So I know that's part of your goal. Yeah, and man, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you, Keith. You helped me get there. So what, I, so we know you love coaching. How do, if somebody was interested in coaching with you, what is the product? What does it look like? How would they get in touch with you as well? So right now what I end up doing, so the big, and the biggest piece that I'm doing is I'm working with homeowners because what I've seen in my actually homeowners and investors. So this actually works for both sides. of Perfect. Um, and even, and realtors too, because they can actually recommend this to their clients, whether they're buying or whether they're selling more on the buying side, typically, because most people put more money into the house they're buying than the house yeah. they're selling. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Um, so, but so essentially, you know, so if you're a buyer's agent, so you're a real estate investor or you're actually, you're just you new, know, I am doing a renovation to my house type of thing. The big challenge that I found in all of those areas. So especially being an investor, I know I would go out and I would meet with a contractor, even being a contractor, I still wouldn't walk out and be specific enough in what was going to go on my renovation. It's like, all right, I want to redo this bathroom. You know, okay. I, I want to go ahead and paint this. I want to redo the floors. So, you know, I want to go ahead and make the kitchen look good. So, so I can go ahead and get this thing sold. Right. That's the conversation. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a $10,000 option and a $50,000 option. Which one do you want? <laughs> yeah. and, and that's where the challenge is. And, yeah. and the, like and the biggest thing that I run into is if you're talking to, to a couple of different contractors and you give that same conversation, yeah. I'm going to interpret one way. You're going to interpret a different way. The third guy's going to interpret another. And then you get all this pricing back and it's like, all right, none of this is anywhere in the ballpark. So of each other, and it's like, all right, so who's the one that I should be going with? Right. And literally it starts, and this is part of what we teach in the Maverick program. It all starts with you. You're 100% responsible for the communication and the results that you get. Yep. So, and that's one of the things that I've gone ahead and created is the ability to be able to go ahead and find out what you want to do or what they want to do. So, and actually summarize all of that and create literally a proposal for the project. So that says what finishes you're going to use. So literally down to the colors that you're choosing. So the levels of cabinets, the levels of countertops, all of those. And what you get is this whole proposal, which is a scope of work is what we call it in my industry. Scope of work. Yep. You have a full scope of work that then you can use to shop your contractors. And now they're all bidding on the same thing. Now you get <laughs> apples to apples as opposed to apples to pears to oranges. And you're like, well, which fruit do I like today? Yeah. You know, it's funny that you say this because I know, I only know one investor in my market and he actually is in our uh, Rhode Island, uh, Carly Cato. He has actually defined exactly what he wants for every project. His turns are the same colors, the same exactly. flooring, everything. And he has the pricing of Home Depot all down on a chart mm -hmm. and he hands it to his contractor and says, this is the shopping list. This yeah. is what we do. And I told Carly, I was like, dude, send that to me because uh, I am not that organized. I get <laughs> you know, three different quotes that are five, $10,000 off. And I'm like, I don't understand because right. I'm not being clear of my communications. Exactly. Uh, and awesome. it's definitely, it's what ends up happening. So, and that's like you're talking about with, with Carly, 
So yep. that's the perfect example because whenever you're an investor and you're doing the same types of houses all the time, literally yep. you do this once and you get this created once, you've got the blueprint for every project that you do. Dude. So you may have to go ahead and substitute in a different tile if there's a different tile and special or whatever the case is. Yet when you hand this to your contractors who are bidding it out, now it's easy. Right. And they don't have questions, which means you get, you get faster pricing. So you get accurate pricing. Out, now, how many of you have ever done that? Oh yeah, this is the price. But by the time you get the end of the contract, you're like how do I pay 10 grand more for what I thought I had clarified in the first place? Right. It's like, dude, like how did this happen? Where did this right. go? It, it's not contract. It's fault. Mm -hmm. right? how, how is it that everybody's complaining about contractors? Well, if, if we're all complaining about the same thing, yeah. it's probably not them. It's probably us. <laughs> and I'll, I will say there's a, there's a little bit of a, a, a vote on that one. So there's no question because a lot of contractors, it's one with all of the experience that I've had at all the different places that I've worked. I've worked for the mom and pop businesses. I've worked for fortune 500 business. I worked at Disney. So I learned a ton of different ways of going about doing business and I've applied that to mine which is why I do mine at the level that I do it. Right. So, which then ends up meaning that that's not something most contractors know how to do. Most of them are guys who are in the field working in a trade right. uh, and deciding, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and actually get my contractor's license. Uh, yeah. And they may be really good at what they do in their, their actual business. Yeah. They don't learn business. That's no. where the challenge comes in for most of them. Customer service, sales and marketing, communicating exactly, exactly. what you want on that scope of work. So what what I see the value of what you've created mm -hmm. and the way I see it for, for my company is whenever we go and we do a project where we typically buy the same types of buildings. If there's right. a, a bungalow, I'm not buying bungalow. We do, if we're doing a flip, we're doing a raised ranch, right? That's our thing. Right. Or if we're doing a flip, it's a ranch. Like those are the two models that we're very comfortable with or three families. And the three families have like six different layouts. We know the different layouts. We know the two we won't touch ever. And then we know the, the other four that we, we like, right. And it, it's not, price it's we just don't like those buildings they're tougher to sell the you know floor plan's not great and you know but other investors touch those they like them they know how to do it for us we're very consistent once you have a system of knowing exactly what to present in your contractors and you know it's the same the same style the same colors then we can go and just boom okay everybody should come back with a very similar quote because we're all on the same page right yeah and, that, I, and that's really it. what it comes down to and getting and for what you just described for everyone who's watching this i don't know whether you just realized it but what, what Walter just described is who his customer is or what at least the property that he's looking for. And then his customer is obviously the owner of that property. Right. So whenever he's going to buy that, he knows that very well. Yeah. If you don't know that, well, I, how, many, how many real estate investors have you talked to whenever you ask the question, all right, so what do you invest in? I'll buy anything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to shop for you. I don't know how to find you that, right? That's exactly clear right. Enough. Okay. So, yeah. so everything that comes across my table, I'll send to you and let me know when you're ready to buy. Exactly. <laughs> and it, right? never like, it just yeah. doesn't work. You know, yeah. maybe you don't do caves, maybe you don't do bungalows, maybe you don't do ranches. Right. Like, right. And you get into those and you say no, but you don't know why. It's because you just don't know the building. You don't know the, right. how to sell those or who the clientele is. And it's, it's, you know the, it's the key for any business. There's no question about it. I mean, I know who I could literally describe my clients. So I've got, what I, what for my clients, for my business, typically. So you have a married couple. So the kids are either at the end of high school or into college. So yeah. and sometimes out of the house. So one of them's a professional. So at least if not both of them being professionals, so yeah. they both work. So the wife is really concerned about the house. They typically entertain and like to have people over. So, I mean, I know what I'm looking for. So when I'm asking questions and going through the, the consultations that I do before I get into a project at all, I know whether they're the ideal person for me or not. So right. if they're not, 
it's just not worth, you know, and they're more concerned. Their biggest concerns, like we talked about before, are value. So in customer service, that's what they're looking for. And that's like our guarantee in our business. So is I will continue working on your project until you're happy with it, until you go that I love this project and that's what I guarantee in my projects. I love that. And Keith, because you're so clear on who your customer base is, mm-hmm. you're able to get better referrals. Always. You're able to say, hey, by the way, I'm looking for these professionals. They're mm-hmm. married. Their kids are you know, at this age range. And if you know somebody like that, send them my way. Because well, that's the, a person. And the great thing about that is too, is the people you're working for know those same kinds of people because that's who they hang out with. Exactly. No different than, you know, whenever you're going and looking to buy commercial properties from people, they yep. know people who have commercial properties whenever you go ahead and buy one. So you get it, man. It, we, it, we're all working within the same couple of, I'm like, Hey, who else do you know? Who else do you right. know? And Oh yeah. You know what? My buddy might be getting rid of his stuff. All right. right. Excellent. Give me that conversation. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. Keith, how does somebody get in touch with you? If they want to learn more about your coaching program uh, or if they just oh. want to find out, get a quote from you on, on a project they're working on. Uh, currently you're in Florida, Orlando, who else can you service? Um, for what I do, because of, and that's the piece that I was talking about before, um, what I've got is I've got an ebook, which will help anybody out. So it's called Contractor Hiring Secrets. It's the top 10 questions to ask any contractor. So to find out whether they're the right contractor and yep. the one top secret question that separates the fly by night guys from the one you want to work with. Yep. So nice. That ebook. So is what you can go ahead and get download. I would suggest doing all of those things. So yeah, for of each course. one of you. So whenever you're yep. working for whoever your contractors are that you're talking to. So, and then what ends up happening from there, you get the opportunity to schedule a, a consultation call with me. So about your project. So nice. when we get on there, we figure out what's going on for your projects right now. So how we can go ahead and get something set up, figure out whether it works. I'm able to work that no matter where we are in the U S. So it was nice. a great thing. Um, just because of the fact that all the, all the same pieces are all the same pieces, no matter where you live. So all the process is the process so we can help get that set up. And then there's going to be, there's different things that happen in different areas. So for like how you build in the Northeast. So you guys typically have, you have a lot more basements there, obviously. Always have a basement. (laughs) I live in Florida. Rarely have a basement. (laughs) There's really not a whole lot of difference as far as that goes. There's always different regional things that happen. Like down here, I have to have hurricane tie downs and everything that we build. So obviously you don't have to worry about that in the Northeast. You got to worry about a snow load. So that's what you got to worry about. Snow load or you know hurricane like shingles occasionally, but that's yeah. it. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. For where you guys live, yeah, you'll catch the occasional hurricane that doesn't make the turn. <laughs> yeah, doesn't turn away. It's like shit. Yeah, it was my roof. <laughs> that's, well, and the great thing about that is depending on what it hits. So yeah. hey, new roofs on the insurance company. Let's go. So, that's right. And they're done that. Very cool. So, but with that piece, I can definitely work with anybody, no matter where they're at and help them get yeah. their project organized to be able to go ahead and take that out to their contractors, the people they're looking nice. to get their pricing from. So, so um, that's the that global piece. piece. What about your local piece? So for my local piece down here, so if they want to go ahead and do something down here, so obviously we, I, I actually send everybody through the same exact process. All of my homeowners <laughs> go through that landing page first, get that. So, because what I want for them to have is this is your blueprint because if you're going to be talking to other people, Yep. These are the questions you need to be asking. Cause if you're not asking this, I don't know what your results are. Cause unfortunately I've taken over enough projects from other contractors who had no right. idea what the heck they were doing and should have never been running a full project. Absolutely. Um, so I make everybody go through this process and then sit down. So for a consultation call after What's that. What's the website again? Contractor hiring secret.com. HiringSecret.com. And now it's the name of your self right on your screen under Keith Mills. Perfect. So contractor hiring. Oh, let me make sure you got it right. All right, you got it right. All right. 
Excellent. <laughs> so yeah. that is uh, that is the funnel. Uh, all your customer base goes through there. And uh, what I usually do at the end of one of these interviews is ask for three pieces of advice. If you go back to young Keith, little Keith's, and be like, hey, Keith, um, don't do this or do you mean, this. You mean what like my 18-year-old stepdaughter? What is it? You mean like my 18-year-old stepdaughter that I give advice to all the time? Exactly that <laughs> stuff, right? <laughs> like that information, if you go back to 18 years old and, and just say, hey, look, this is how things work out if you do them the right way, what three pieces would you give yourself or your 18-year-old your stepdaughter? The and the first piece is the piece that we've already talked about during this. It's read. If you, whenever you stop reading, realize you stop growing at that point. Yep. So that's huge. You've got to continue reading and growing. So learning, so and implementing. So those pieces that, that you're actually learning. Uh, that would ha actually, that would probably be step two. So it was actually take action on what you're learning. Yep. So one is, one is gain the information. Two is act on the information. Love it. Uh, because of the fact that most people don't. That's just yep. a fact of life. So there's so many people that read the same books that Glauder and I read but, yep. and don't do anything with the information and they're still in the same spot they are. So make sure you take action. It's one, literally whenever I read, I highlight. So here's highlighters. Oh, um, I still do it old school as far as that goes. I know Glauder likes to listen to books a lot too outside of reading, yep. um, which is great. I do that on the, and what I do is I'll read it and then I listen to it over and over afterwards. The, the listening to it is the um, extra. So multiple times of hearing the same thing. As Absolutely. So, but I will go ahead and I highlight and then take the pieces in there. Every time I finish reading, like I read every day. So yep. that's what I do. So whenever I stop reading, I take down the action items to put into, and I use mind maps for everything. Yep. Put the action item of what they discuss. Cause the challenge is if you, if you read a 250 page book and you get to the end of it and you haven't written anything down, you're probably not taking action. So it might've been great information. You might know the information or have at least a basis, but you got to put it into action. So create those action steps as you're doing the reading. So in yep. three, so I would say one of the biggest things is what I always tell Paige. So Paige is my stepdaughter. Um, so, and she's been in my life for 12 years now. So it's going on 13 years now. So she got a huge advantage as far as the education side of things. Of that's, the, that's the thing that, and what you'll find out is truly successful people typically do not hand things to their children. Right. Because what it does is they never repeat the same process. So they're unable to go ahead and learn what you learned and learn how to take risk one of the biggest challenges that comes into that. So I make her literally, she's, she's already bought, I think two courses now, at least two courses now, maybe three. So that she's at, <laughs> and, and when I say she bought them, she bought them. So it was her money. I wasn't going to buy it. So because if I bought it for her, that's where the challenge comes in is she's right. not going to use it. Right. So I had her go ahead and buy it, which meant she actually jumped into it. But the one thing that I tell her that goes with that piece is you've got to go ahead. And even when you show up a little bit every day, guess what? Most people don't show up at all exactly what happens so show up at all times so even whenever you don't feel like it so get yourself out there it makes such a huge difference and people see that the names of my companies so all, almost all of them start with on time are literally the names of the companies <laughs> what are the and names of companies industry, you yeah. know as in the contract industry does that ever happen no Wait, is, is he gonna finish the job ever is he coming <laughs> <Exactly>. back <laughs> <laughs> even for the meeting in the beginning yep. how long do i need to wait here before he shows up Right. You know, so that's it's literally why I named my company that because that one little action, I show up on time. My guarantee to whenever I'm meeting a client in the field, so is if I don't show up on that first meeting on time, I'll hand you a hundred bucks. Oh, I love that. I don't like giving money away, Glauder. You know, no, that. I know you don't. Glauder's heard at the mastermind meetings what, what philosophy is, and we'll, we'll save that for a later time. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> 
So, but that's the piece. So it's those little things like that. They make such a huge difference, especially when no one's doing them. Yeah. And that's what people don't realize. It's the little things like that that make the huge difference by being on time. I send thank you cards to every one of my clients, handwritten thank you cards. So by me, not by my assistant, by me. <laughs> as far as that. So again, it's the little things like that that nobody does anymore that make a huge difference and help build the business. Look for, do the little things. That's what we always talk about. The foundational pieces that we were talking yeah. about earlier do the small things and you excel, you look like you're, you know, five feet above everybody else is what it comes down to. And you are, because you're willing yeah. to do what it takes to get there. I love that. And, and we're going to log off on this one on that uh, note, but what you just expressed um, is you're working with a high enough quality and high enough caliber client that you can do the little things and it's extremely meaningful. I see a lot of times people confusing the two worlds. They're in high volume sales and they're trying to do the little things terribly. They're just not doing anything right. because they're in high volume sales. In high volume sales, you don't have time to do the little things. But if you improve the quality of your product, instead of focusing so much on getting it cheaper, improve the quality of your product and the quality of your customer service, you can actually build deeper relationships that expand your company. And that's, that's where you're at today. No question. And that, for what you were talking about with that piece there, if you want to do that, that is the best way. And you, A, you've got to study and learn. Yeah. And you have to implement that because those Big people action. expect a different level of service. Oh, and it's so easy to do. So it's the way I always look at it. You just have to be willing to put the work in. So you put the work in, the results are there. Those people will pay for it. I charge the, some of the highest rates of anybody down here. From, I always do cost plus on my stuff. So yep. my rates are higher than anybody else's. And people pay it because they know what I deliver. Exactly. That's where you want to be. You don't want to, you never want to be the commodity because no. someone else is always going to be lower. <laughs> Keith Meals, check him out at contractorhiringsecret.com. And he's a coach of mine. He's in the Maverick Success uh, training program. He's teaching, he's building millionaires, building multimillionaires at this point and pushing out that mission of 100 millionaires with us. So Keith Meals, I appreciate you, brother. I'll see you at the next mastermind. Actually, I'll see yeah, you on the, the 21st. We're doing yeah, exactly about a month. So the, the sneak peek. Oh, you're, that, oh right? you're talking the other. Yeah. So you'll see me there too. <laughs> Later, Keith. Cheers, brother. There you go. Have a good one, man. You too.